Hello and welcome back to the Football Index Podcast Extra, the Fitcast Extra, episode 29. As always with Sporting Panda, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well. I'm feeling quite on edge today because yesterday you had the big dog in, didn't you? you oh. did. So yesterday you recorded with LB, is that correct? With FI Lee B, yes. FI underscore Lee B, yeah. And he's one of those guys, there's probably 20 accounts on social media that if they talk... You know, all my burner phones vibrate, all the alerts go off, and I run I run to the phone because I can't miss what these people are going to say. He's one of those that strikes fear into other traders, well, especially me. How, how was, he? Was, he, uh, was he? Was he as good in person as he is on social media? Yes, yeah, he was. So he, he actually asked. He said, I'd prefer to do it in person because I have bad Wi-Fi. Oh, really? I was like, sure. Yeah, I mean, you know. A man of that calibre has bad Wi-Fi. A man of that calibre. I mean, he, I think he lives in some sort of mansion up in... Um, somewhere north of greater london so oh. i think it's uh not it's not what you'd call you know rural but i suppose not urban as you you'd put it yeah like, i mean he's not he's not yeah he doesn't strike me as a kind of urban character obviously unlike myself who is extremely <laughs> urban he doesn't strike me as urban at all to be honest. no so. he's not but uh i tell you what he arrived yeah uh, in the middle of what i can only describe as a as a shitstorm an actual proper proper rainy storm and i he was lost uh trying to find my flat yeah, because i guess someone like that probably struggles with gps and sat nav so what do you have a map with him you know one of those kind of large <laughs> survey maps <laughs> a compass i saw him with a compass <laughs> attached to a attached to a necklace no uh found him and he poor sod yeah. he didn't have a umbrella or a rain jacket he just had like a kind of cotton uh jumper so did he did he take that off to put it on a radiator and recall topless or did he leave it on no no he had a t-shirt oh he had a t-shirt right. i did offer him a fig tea though oh yeah did he take it yeah no he didn't actually uh, he sat there in a wet t-shirt which probably says a lot about the t-shirts that i made mm. um which is quite disappointing actually say no, we'll say no more about he, that yeah I, I gave him one and i was like you can wear this if you want this is probably the, <laughs> the only thing i can give away and he was like well as long as you don't t- take a photo of put it on social media i'm fine with it i was like what? <laughs> <laughs> really insulting but here we are um no he was fantastic it's as i said on the podcast he was someone i've been trying to get on for 12 18 months if he allows it i'll, I'll show some of the dms of me literally badging badgering him him um and he gave excuse after excuse and and he's uh, full, and some... he's full-time football index now isn't he now yeah he's a full-time trader from he's got global uh, banking career from global banking career right. like high up in a big full bank yeah. to yeah. doing this full-time spoke he... about it really really well and yeah he's got he's got a really large portfolio i don't want to say you know no, no, no. the numbers or whatever it's, it's not really fair he's, no, he's also asked to, to not reveal that but it's uh it's a really great grab for me so it's, it's only ej left after this really isn't it ej's the last one i think yeah the, the reason i like lee because he's very measured on social media and you know open to all sorts of debate and um positives negatives and yeah quite a calming influence and um i think that's i did see something from ej i mean that's the thing for me when i joined when I saw the likes of ASP talking about um, their portfolios or EJ or Don or, you know, whoever it may be, it did attract me because it gave some credibility and it's like, wow, there's, there's serious big money to be made here. And I did think, I thought that helped the advertising. So although some people see it as showing off, there is usually a method to the madness. It isn't just a case of look at this. I, I think it's good for social media and I enjoy seeing those those boys tweets. So, mm. um Oh, so I'm, I'm pleased he recorded and it went well. Good. Okay. Yeah, well, it, it went almost perfectly. His audio disappeared because the SD card in the microphone that he was recording with yeah. uh, died. It uh, 
I don't know what happened to it, but um, oh. yeah, so the quality's not quite mogul standard, but uh, I've done some mogling to try and make it as good as possibly be. Yeah. The quality will be as good as the normal remote ones, so I don't think there'll be too many complaints. And the quality of this audio, I heard some positive feedback. Oh, yeah. It looks Speaking like you've of. fixed your saboteur and your, is, um, your nefari, nefarism? What's that, what's that word which means like evil or bad? Nefarious. Is it nefarious? Nefarious. Yes. Yeah. Your nefarious traits. It looks like you've um, <laughs> you fixed it. And, um, yeah. Audio was good last week. So what have you done? Thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got a unique way of speaking. So it's, it requires expensive. It requires. Software. It requires things for me to do that cost me money. But uh, here we are. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the show must go on, right? And when people complain about uh, nearly shitting themselves on their steering wheel. <laughs> <laughs> when they're driving yeah, their cars sure. or yes, yeah. uh, pulling over due to due to sirens that are in the background of my my uh my flat and also mm. I, I saw someone on Slack say, Oh, when Fig comes in and starts talking, he makes me shit myself because he's so loud. So there was obviously something wrong. There was something not quite right about this. <laughs> so I'm pleased that we're over the hump and the software's working. So that's positive. I'm surprised it took twenty eight episodes for people to, to mention I've, that. Yeah. Well no, they to be fair to them, I've seen complaints and little aggravations on um, social media since episode 9, 10, 11. I think this has been a consistent problem, but oh, really? perhaps some people listen with headphones or go about it a different way. The people driving in the car, I, I remember some complaints episode. Yeah, as I say, 8, 9, 10, so... Hmm. I would also, I would definitely recommend the podcast app Overcast. It... Um, you can you can listen on, like, customizable speeds and also you can boost the voice as well. And so if it's ever quiet, you can you can do the voice boost on the app if you're on a really loud train or something like that. I think the issue is, though, they don't want to boost because you're very loud and I'm very quiet. <laughs> but now, now, with my fix, equal. we should be exactly the same. Yes, yeah, I, we, I think we are. So that's we good. Are. And how's the week been? I mean, I was going to say to you, I, I myself, I've um, kind of been on vacation week, I guess you'd call it. These are the periods that... Uh, Although Champions League's been on and we can discuss that, it's been relatively quiet here. So I had a freezer breakdown on me, which was really bad. No way. Yeah, and all the meat at the bottom of it was rotten in it. Once upon a time, it, I had a rat decomposing under the stairs. This was at my university house and we left it over Easter. And when we pulled back up after the Easter holidays, um, you could smell it walking up the drive. And one of my mate's mums actually passed out as she was stepping into the house because the smell oh my God. was that bad. Because I was the last <laughs> one to leave the house. And um, I thought it was the Henry Hoover that was smelling. So I put the Henry Hoover in the front porch and locked it up and went away for Easter. Little did I know it was a king rat who had literally died under the stairs. So oh obviously, imagine leaving that for three, four weeks of Easter and coming back That's to That's disgusting. The smell, that is really and, disgusting. And it was a huge rat. And it had dragged bars of dairy milk, Yakult yogurts. <laughs> it had milk tops. It had like a layer under the stairs. But yeah, he loves a bit of dairy, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves dairy Yakult. milk. The trouble is, though, people didn't believe me that it was a rat because they were like, oh, it's all too convenient because it had a couple of nibble marks on a dairy milk and it was left in quite obvious places. And people, because I used to watch American sport go to bed late at night, it would always, in the morning when they those boys got up and went to lectures, 
they'd always be like, oh, here we go. You know, the rat's out again. <laughs> and it would all look too staged. And they didn't obviously never believe me. They, they, were just, they just thought you were nibbling on their dairy milk. They thought it was me literally taking a little bite of their dairy milk, putting some scratch marks in it, and then leaving it against the coat cupboard or under the slot, under, you know, against the door to go under the stairs. And um, it was obviously too late by the end because it passed away and it was, it was rotten. Passed away. <laughs> um, but the thing is, the freezer, the juices of the meat had exploded out the bottom oh, of the freezer. Oh, my word. So we've got, so our second, oh, the smell of it's atrocious. So at the moment, really? I've got the freezer outside on decking area C. I've hosed it down <laughs> and I need to buy a new one. Um, so, that, so that's been a bit of a, but I don't know why I got into that. The point being, I'm on vacation mode and I haven't been that into FI, although I always keep an eye on it. How have you been this week? A lot of football trading, any, any tales? Not much trading, um, more socialising with this kind of eat out to help out deal yes um, cheers rishi as they say on cheers cheers rishi yeah. Yeah, yeah he's um he, he he's done the job there so it means that i'm I'm trying to eat out as much as i can every monday yeah, tuesday I'm, wednesday yeah, but, um, yeah i agree with that I, I feel like august is just such a slow month in general for everything i mean i've had this with kind of clients that i'm speaking to with people that i might be working with in the future etc and when i was at my old place and you know, notoriously, you'll know, Panda, the financial services world, it shuts down in August. You have people that work at big banks that go on holiday for the whole of yep. August, people yep. at these big four consultancies that go on holiday for the whole of August. And yep. we'd always complain, oh, God, we're, we're working with these French clients who obviously don't don't even pick up the phone on in August, working with these guys in the US who just take off like um, this much time in August, etc. But we do it as well. We just switch off in August. I tell you what, uh Britainers, uh, is that the, that's not the word? Britainers. Well, I think it could be. Is it? I think it could be. I hope so. Uh. I hope so. I mean, you, I mean, you forgot who Andre Perlo is last no, episode. I didn't. So I actually knew he'd taken. That was my I fault, was wasn't going, it? Yeah, it was your. I was just going along with you. So I don't like. To I, I, I've still got an open bet on Pochettino becoming next manager, don't I? Somewhere. <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> like when you sort of emphatically said to me, Declan Rice. No, not Declan Rice. Mason Mount can't play the pivot to. At Chelsea, you were like, no chance it can happen. And then actually, a few people reached out to me and said it's very likely. But you know, he, I, when he, you're so, in, but when you're so forceful with me on air, you know, <laughs> I don't like to get in the way of it. I like to like let you, let you continue. So when you were so emphatically talking to me about the next Juve coach being Pochettino, I'm thinking to myself, I think it's Pirlo, but I didn't like to step in. <laughs> you're a liar. You're a liar. You you <laughs> forgot also, and you just didn't want to. Uh, you just you just didn't you just didn't remember to say it. Mm. But um, no, yeah, lots of lots of socialising. Not too much Good. trading. Uh, yeah. Watch the football though. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the PSG game. I watched mm, the mm. Bayern game. Yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, that Bayern defense can be got at. Yeah, it so really think, can. Yeah, a lot of people are giving him stick, Nagelsmann, for his outfit. It looked like a back of a, a coach seat, didn't it? He did look quite arrogant with his kind of um, <laughs> Nagelsmann's outfit. Yes, I don't know if you've seen this doing the rounds, but a few people have been like, "God, if you dress like that, you've got some ego." And people kind of think, "Oh." He's, some silly people, well, maybe it's it's some truth in it. Like the ego got to him, he took his eye off the ball, he got a bit uh, yeah, tricky with his tactics. But ultimately, I think Di Maria coming back and uh, Mbappe in the starting lineup was just far too much for them. Um, mm. And then Verratti's back, isn't he, for the final? Mm. So they will mm. be at full strength, right? I heard Paredes was quite good in that game. He was, he was threading lines quite nicely. Yeah, yeah, he passed the ball quite well. Um, if that's all he's, <laughs> that's all he needs to do, I think he does the job quite well. 
Um, mm. I thought, yeah, I thought PSG were good. I'm a little bit disappointed that we haven't had two legs because I do think over two legs it makes a difference, you know, especially mm. from a sports betting perspective. Often I find if a minnow holds a Premier League club in a domestic cup competition, um, they rarely beat them in the second leg because mm. it's almost like you've shown them, you know, the tricks. You've done yourself proud. Yeah, you've done yourself proud. You've maybe shown off a couple of interesting tactics. You know, you've been 100% up for it and you've you've not got the better of them. To go and do that again, to beat someone superior to you, you know, twice is a very difficult ask. And um, I would have loved to see City Leon over two legs because I was disappointed that City went out. And that's I think Pep has got to take a head of a lot of stick. Mm. And that's probably another topic. Because to not get to one final, I know... You get to a final and there can be luck and bad luck and, you know, you may not win one. But to not get to a final after Messi with the money he spent and the quality of teams, I think is quite damning. And not only that, the score lines, I'm talking about the batterings he took at Munich at the hands of, you know, Real Madrid. Um, mm. And then the, the loss to Monaco as City yeah, coach the, as well. The, I think that gets swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah the, the defeats, they weren't unlucky. They were hammered and absolutely destroyed at Munich. Uh, by Madrid, I think twice, or maybe hmm. maybe it was once. So this so is it was now... one day where they were on. Uh, Sergio Ramos scored two goals, wasn't it, at, at, at the Allianz Arena? Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to look it up, but I haven't because I haven't got any notes in front of me. I know Ronaldo scored a hat trick against them in, the, in in one of the legs as well. Yeah, so. I, I know they were crushed, and it isn't good enough not to get to one final. I'm not saying you have to win it because there's lucks involved, as I repeat, but to not get to one final after Messi considering the quality of teams he had. I um, No, I think big question marks have to be asked. And I wonder if the Champions League has got into his head now, especially with the way he set up last week. It's, it's living rent-free, isn't it? To go five at the back against yeah. a Leon team yeah. who, let's be honest, were by far the weakest opposition left in the, oh, in, in the, in the tournament, right? Yeah, like, it's a dream. Even if they have got some good guys going forward, you know, if you play well as Man City with Jesus, Sterling, uh, Mares. Yeah. Uh, uh, whoever up top uh, with Kevin De Bruyne in behind yeah, them yeah. you are gonna create chances you against that defence and you're see, gonna score you see uh, yeah I mean in, in American sports in particular and also in, in football I'm not always a fan of the managers or coaches that say we're gonna line up and we're gonna do what we do and it's up to you to stop us to an extent I get that but I do think there are times where you face superior opposition or a unique opposition and you've got to tweak the tactics and adjust yeah. I don't think that Manchester City had to do that versus Leon last week. And I said it before the game. This isn't just hindsight speaking. I mean, obviously, that's the beauty of being a gambler. You can actually put money where your mouth is. So it's not just hindsight or being a typical cliched pundit. And, you know, I just wasn't... Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was poor, to be honest. And I don't understand yeah. why they did that. Because as you say, they have the quality to go out and hurt Leon. And it wasn't a time, I don't think, to be completely respectful of Leon and change the way you've set up over a long time and with players that aren't comfortable in that system. So I really wanted Man City to win it. I'm disappointed they're out. Um, and then, as we say, PSG looked looked good and far too good, actually, against Leipzig. I thought that was a bit of a schooling. And then tell me, you watched the um, the other semi-final, Bayern? Yeah, I watched Bayern, uh, Leon. I'll tell you what, Leon, sh Leon should have scored a few goals. Like, it was, so first 15 oh minutes, word. Leon had some good good quality chances, didn't they? Uh, Depay had a one-on-one -on -one yeah. and Akambi hit the post. Akambi, who had an awful game, by the way. Uh, really, really bad. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do like a lot of their players, though, Leon. I like oh, the, yeah. I like that midfield trio of Kakare, yep. Awar and uh, Bruno Gamarez. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think the former City guy, Denayer, is quite good centre-back. 
Um, I think Anthony Lopez is a very good keeper. Depay is obviously very good. So they've got Jeff Rene Adelaide, who's very good. Yes. Um, Cherk is obviously a really exciting youngster. They've got some really good players. And I, I do think that although they were the weakest team in the competition, once you take Werner out that Leipzig team, there isn't as much star power, I'd say as that Lyon team. Like, individually, there are some better players in that Lyon team than the Leipzig team. And I'd actually argue that um, quite a few of the Lyon boys would get into probably a lot of the teams that are left in the Champions League. But I agree with you, just going back quickly on Pep, like, to to line up like that, and I also remember... I don't know if you remember the first time he went back to um, the new camp against MSN, um, and he literally played... He played three at the back... And he and he literally went one on one against all those three boys, and it was just it was crazy. Um, and I remember thinking at that time, like, why on earth has he gone to the new camp and thought like he can just play three at the back and just mark one on one against the best front three ever? I just I just can't understand it. And then showcase that get you know Monaco, they obviously had like a really great tournament that year, so maybe you can say that's an outlier. The Spurs, um, you know. The, the Spurs win over two legs was honestly a one in a hundred thing. So you can also say, okay, another really unlucky yeah. one. Yeah, but okay. this one, it just yeah. felt like... You know what? I agree with you. If you no look at way. them on an individual case-by-case basis, of course you can make explanations and you can talk away any one-off semi-final. But I'm talking about from 2000 and I think it was 13-14. So we're looking at seven to eight years now with a sabbatical in between. That's I was more looking right. at just City in isolation oh, because I think... Uh, let me, I've just got it up on Go Google on. here. Let me see if you remember these. So 13-14, he lost to Madrid 5-0 on aggregate. Yeah. Um, and then 14-15, he lost to Barcelona 5-3 on aggregate. I believe mm-hmm. that was the... Um, oh, who's the centre-back that got buried by Messi? I don't know. That was, the, that was the Boateng one, yeah. That yeah. was the Boateng one, wasn't it, I think? That was the that was the where he matched up three on three, basically. That was the one you are just talking about to me. <laughs> I okay. think so, yeah. So that was part two. And then part three with Bayern was 15-16. And it was actually tight. He, lo- he went out on away goals to uh, Atletico Madrid. But talent-wise, they were superior, you may argue, to Atletico. So there's three semifinals. And then 16-17, six all on aggregate, went out on away goals to Monaco, which you've discussed. Um... 5-1 to Liverpool, and that was a complete battering, wasn't it? Yeah, absolute battering. They lost that. The damage was done, wasn't it, in the first half an hour, yeah. I believe, in leg one. 17-18, um, mm-hmm. and then you've obviously got this year's, haven't you, as well? Yeah. And Spurs last year, right? Sorry, Spurs were the Sterling VAR goal. Yep, and yeah. He, yeah. So, yeah, more often than not, you would say he had the better teams. Mm. So, mm. well, betting-wise, I think he would have been favourite in a lot of those to qualify. Or yeah. Can you can you tell listeners why I wasn't stupid to say that Leon had a four percent chance? I've I've been getting a lot of slack. Like, didn't Leon have four percent chance, Vic? But was four, that even four, you know four percent chance? I said Leon had a four percent chance of going through um, against City. Do yeah, you not remember? That's two pods ago. Not really, that's quite low. Do you think? Yeah, I thought they had a touch more than that. I think, I think they were eleven to one. Were they really? Yeah. Oh, to win. To win. Ah, oh, because if you go an implied probability of 83.3%, that's fractional odds of 1 to 5 or 1.2. Mm-hmm. And I guess they were shorter than that, weren't they, City? I think they were about... Mm, I'm not 100% 1, sure. 5. Oh, okay. Anyway, 4%. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's only about ten percent they had to go through. All right, that wasn't. But too give far or take, off. no, it wasn't like a million miles away. No, no. no. <laughs> Get berated so, from the fans. Yes, yeah. So that was the uh, Champions League, and then so you, we both had a sneaky feeling for uh, PSG from the sounds. Of yes. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that Bayern defense. I just think like if you're going to play that high against Neymar and Mbappe and. Uh, probably Di Maria you're just going to get decimated but they probably won't though will they that's the thing about it you know it's often you see but, if they, like- but if the problem is if they don't play that high then they can't they can't really dominate they'll have to play on the break yes and they may and have- because they they really squeeze up because they don't exactly have the most they do. athletic central midfielders right so they're not covering like Thiago's not covering that much ground when you get no. past them he's not he's not getting back after you no um and the the fullbacks actually they do go really high and wide, but sometimes they they come kind of narrow and infield, kind of the inverted mm, mm. fullbacks. Um, and then you've obviously got Thomas Muller who who kind of runs around and everything. But like I just I don't know like Boateng. I, I remember in the Bundesliga showdown with Dortmund, uh, Sancho wasn't playing because he wasn't fit. It was I think he's when he come back overweight. But do you remember the first twenty twenty five minutes? Haaland had quite a few chances in behind, and actually yeah. Alfonso Davis caught him up. So this yeah. isn't just a one-off issue. This has been, you know, over several months. Mm. Um, mm. So it'd be very interesting. I've got a bit of a soft spot for Neymar. So I do want PSG to win it. But then again, PSG, have they really faced any decent competition? I thought Dortmund looked really... Dortmund. Ner- Dortmund looked really nervy, though. That was such a terrible performance when they went to Paris. There was no crowd. That was just before lockdown. And um, they were they took a 2-1 lead over there and didn't know whether to stick or twist. And then they've knocked. I don't, they've not really been tested, PSG, have they? No, in this campaign, no, not really. so this will be a huge test for them. And I don't know how they cope with that. It's a cracking final. It really is. I think it's going to be really good. I've still got my. Uh, I think I still think PSG are going to win. Yeah, it's a cracking final. And then the other uh, Europa League, just very briefly. I think that's a cracking final as well. I've got a big, mm. big fan of Conte and the work he's doing at Inter, and um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think Sevilla. Well, they're just Europa League stalwarts, aren't they? They're just <laughs> it's incredible. It's their show. It's they're their show. absolutely incredible, those boys. So that's, no, love a good, it. that's a good final. I thought United were okay, but it's just they've not looked quite right. Just didn't that. have the hunger there, I no, think. No, and I don't think they've looked quite right since the Chelsea semi-final in the FA Cup. Just a touch leggy and a little bit off it, and there's a lack of rotation going on there, and they just look a little bit off of it and Rashford hasn't looked particularly great so um, yeah so Sevilla Inter very much looking forward to that as well mm. um, right moving on from football yeah uh, we had a marketing announcement today yeah, yeah. Um, from Mike's Twitter kind of telling us uh, that they are going to be sponsoring QPR yeah um, another championship club which yep. is obviously great yep um, what did you make of that um I liked it. I mean, there was, I took a lot, I take a lot of my marketing expertise from uh, Robert Cheeseright and he discusses, and also Chris, uh, remind me of Chris's surname. Uh, Askew? Chris Askew, yes. And no, no, the the guy who's a marketing director. Chris Barker? Oh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. Yes. Yeah, like Chris. And um, I think they talk about how you see something and it's not just about being aware of a product. You, You need to see it. X number of times. And I don't know what the answer is because I'm not a marketing whiz, but it's that enforcement. You see it five, six, seven times, and that may be the trigger for you to invest. And it's a bit like me. When I first heard about Football Index, I didn't buy it. 
but when I consistently heard it at the end of podcasts and um, like the end of the Totally Football Show and I saw it on a billboard or what have you, it seeps into your psyche and then you go and make that decision. So, you know, I'm I'm all for it. I liked what they're doing with it. I've never been worried about their marketing department. My, the only caveat, and this is what I wanted to ask you, it ties back to a question we had last week from, I think, Joe. Um, let's just hope the product is right because new users aren't going to know what we had in the early days. They're coming onto it with fresh eyes. And as a a new user of Football Index, you've still got 95% chance of making more money on this than you have a a common bookmaker where you can literally lose your whole stake. You can't do that here. So it would still engage me and grip me and I'd still want want to have a go at it. But I do think you need social media to be a little bit more positive. And I think you need for fully working order books because you want the user experience to be fun when you first sign up so in a nutshell long story short do you think it's really important that they get the timing and the feel of the market right before they go ahead with all of this marketing yes um I mean, just before that, I'm just going to say, yes, go Mike also mentioned, in addition, sponsorship of the Sky Sports Football YouTube channel, brilliant perimeter ad deals at over 50 clubs, Times Radio's partnership, TalkSport Airtime, brilliant. largest ever digital spend, so that's, you know, social media, etc. Yes. Yep. London Taxi Tech campaign, which they obviously love, uh, partnerships with Footy Accumulators, Squawker and one. the Totally that's Football a, Show. Yes, the, the three at the end, I think, are sensational. Yeah, good mm. work. So... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of explain what I've seen with previous these previous big marketing campaigns. FI have kind of told us that they're doing them. So someone who's been like, well, actually, I'm going to stick in a thousand pounds in a couple of months has brought that forward, and that kind of snowball effect I think happens whenever there is the intention or the um, an inkling that FI are going to do a big marketing spend. Right at the moment. We've just been told that's going to happen. We all think it's great. I just don't know how many people are going to deposit. So, and and that's not because, you know, there's not money to be made or that, um, you know, FI isn't an amazing product. We are just kind of in this state of flux where I think I've written on, you know, the Patreon uh, monthly blog. I've written, or I've, I've talked about on Twitter and I've talked about in the podcast where we are going from a 30% finished product to a 70% finished product in seven months during a pandemic. So it, I guess FI can be forgiven for it not being rockets away, whether or not we we, we like the um, dividend announcement is another is another question. So I do I do think that this one definitely intrigues me in terms of how I think it, it might go. I think that it might actually do really well for fi in terms of kind of their um brand development brand growth their kind of uh market equity but i don't know if it will actually translate into the um football index market short term i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i just think that you know when you have seller orders coming in when you have media being revamped when you have ipos coming in when you have the nasdaq functionality coming in there are a lot of moving parts that I think need to be put right before FI really, you know, put pedal to the metal go at this thing from a marketing standpoint. Makes sense. No other comments? No, I was nodding along, to be honest, you know. <laughs> I w- yeah, no, I was nodding along. I think you did a good job. I, similar to what we were saying last week, I think, to Joe's question. Um, yeah, I don't know what the tail effect is. I don't know kind of when 
the big surge into football index comes off the back of the marketing and how it's staggered. But the only example I've got is the TalkSport one. As soon as that hit TalkSport last January with the free trial of the £500 yeah. money back, that seemed to be instant rewards um, and influx. But yeah, with this one, we should wait and see. But I did think the items they had listed was very exciting. Mm. Um, right. Well, let's touch on sell orders really quickly. Yes. Um, before we go into it's questions. It's coming at the end of this week, isn't it? Well, well we're going sorry, to be giving no, some sorry. information, I hope. Let, yeah, let, yeah, let me correct myself. So we should get an information pack by the end of tomorrow. A pack? <laughs> yeah, an information Like a brochure pack. in the post. Like, yeah, I'm hoping something to be put under the doormat. Handwritten. Yeah. Handwritten with, you know, when you, you put the wax on a letter and you see it with your <laughs> coat of arms. I don't know if your surname has a coat of arms like mine. But, um. No, I'm, I, again, I think we lead very different lives. I don't have a coat of arms. I don't Do have, have a family crest. We don't have like we don't have like family rings that get uh, you know. And you don't have a generations. writing. Do you have a writing room in your no. where you seal the letters in this flat? No, no I don't okay. write letters. Do you not write letters? So you don't seal them with the coat of arms? Clearly not. <laughs> okay, just checking. Um, so yes, yeah, sell orders. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to quickly talk about the kind because i think there's been a lot of questions and many, many rightly many. so many questions about how it will work made a video uh yesterday which you guys should definitely go check out um i titled it what will sell orders look like on football index again it was speculative i don't know i just gave my kind of inkling we've talked about before will there be three buttons will there be the ability to put um the, the sell orders above the current buy price and to be honest with you panda i realized that when I was having this conversation with uh, FILEB yesterday, yes. uh, when we recorded for the podcast that goes out on Sunday, we kind of Saturday, got into... Saturday for patron listeners. Saturday, or earlier, someone was like, who was it? Uh, someone said, Fig, I've got to dig out of my garden on Friday. Can you put it out earlier? And I was like, oh, mate, that sounds like a you problem, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do it for him? No, no, I am. I am. I'm a good man. Um, but anyway, mm. uh, I... I kind of realized that if you tweak something very small with this kind of sell orders implementation, yeah. it actually has like quite a lot of knock on effects. Like we know that there isn't going to be a Q sell, but if we can put orders above the sell, the buy price, mm. how will that work? Is there going to be like a um, maximum percentage down from the buy price that we can uh put sell orders on if we can't put it above the sell uh the buy price yep there are just a lot of nuances here aren't there panda yeah and each nuance has a f i'm not say a severe impact but there is an impact on the market and how things play out i mean i don't expect you to be able to put sell orders above the market buy price because i just don't see how you can get around the issue of fi minting shares at that stage unless I'm going down the wrong path there. I kind of tie myself in knots a little bit with sell orders and I've got to a stage now where I'm what will be will be and I'm just excited to get them in. But do, do, do you think that we can have sell orders above the market? Do you think it'll be possible then for me to say, I'm going to put a sell order in at Sancho at say £17 now? Um, I mean, I don't see... I don't think so because... Well, we're in a position now where a lot of money is trapped in queues, right? Yeah. So if you just trapped a lot of money in really size, high sell orders, aren't we going to still have... I don't know. Like, it just, yeah, it just... like to, to me, it doesn't... Make to, to... The market is just about big enough, I think, for full order books. Ideally, yeah. I wanted it at a larger volume, but 
I can live with a one, two, five. Um, and they, they hopefully know better than I do, but I think you want to keep it as concentrated as possible until you yeah. get to a 200 million market cap. So I wouldn't even give 40% bid zones. I would give 20% bid zones or 15%. And I wouldn't allow... Sell- on, on the sell side. Yes. And I wouldn't allow sell orders to be higher than the market buy price. So I'd keep things quite compact and quite concentrated. So this is another thing. Mm. We've talked about three buttons. I've kind of changed my opinion on that through uh, uh, some yes. consultation. And I think <laughs> it, it, sh- it should work the same as the, the buy side, order book side, where yep. you have... Yep kind of like the blended sell orders as the buy price. But then FI essentially having to fill those orders in. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, if there isn't sell orders, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so, so if there are no if there's nobody at a given time willing to sell Timo Werner, if you go to click buy, the price is going to be a fixed odds price set by football index, isn't it? Because there's no one to buy from, so at that stage you buy from Football Index and you buy you place a fixed odd bet, fixed odds bet, and yeah, you you mint, they mint new shares to you. But it just depends on the appetite they've got as well, though, to mint new shares. You know, I don't. For me, that's their largest revenue driver, and it isn't going to be commission. And one day they may move towards more of a commission model. But um, you know that that really interests me. You know how they're going to stimulate the I... new shares. I'm going to ask you a question, right? So let's say Sanchez fifteen pounds, mm. right? And uh, you put in three hundred shares to sell at fourteen ninety for whatever reason, yep. right? His buy price is now fourteen ninety because it's the average of the three hundred shares that are the yes highest sell order. Yes, I suppose. Yes, or yeah, yeah, it would be and lowest yeah. sell order. Um. Well, the highest sell order it would be. Because if someone... Yeah, because say I put in my Sancho shares at £14.90. If you put them in at £14.85, what one's going to be displayed in the box? Well... Yeah, no, you're right, I think. Even though I thought I was right. But no, but anyway, so let's... That's beside the point. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, So that, that order gets fulfilled... And then does the price go back to fifteen pounds? Well, that's yeah, and that. So that is that is the bit. Did did Lee B? Did Lee B have? Lee B said yes, and I said yes, and the reason I we both said yes, and we kind of almost said at the same time. We said because it would then mean that FI would be uh, selling more shares at fourteen ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, all the way back up to fifteen, actually increasing their liabilities on Sancho. Yeah, I mean that's in a nutshell. That is exactly where I, I wrestle with that in my head. And I use the example of the ACL player. You know, if you've got a 15 pounds player, they're being exchanged at 13 pounds 80. Do FI bring down the odds on that player to 14 pounds or do they leave it at 15 where it was before? Because if the news quickly reverts that it's not an ACL and they've moved the fixed odds, they've moved their odds down to 14 pounds, then they could be liable to take on loads more liability at fake price. Because for football index, that's how I see it. As the price increases, it's like the odds shortening at a classical bookmaker. So if I'm paying £10 for a player, um, compare that to paying £20 for a player. Buying a player at £20 offers more risk to me and the odds are shorter. Like It's like, you know, it's better for football index, basically. Um, yeah. 
because I'm paying more money for the returns I'm going to get. So I'm having to stake more <laughs> to have a piece of the dividend returns I'm going to get. Yes. So yeah. that's, that's the best way of actually articulating that. So It um, is the lowest sell order, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I was actually <laughs> thinking back on that. It, it would be, I've just, I've just got like Coinbase Pro up. To look no, no, at, it, would, like, it would be, it would be. It that, would be that, because that would the spread like, would be the highest buy order versus the, the lowest sell order. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. It's also very difficult when you're saying the lowest, when you're talking yeah, that, about selling. The double negative. Yeah. It's the double right. negative. Yes. It's, it's confusing. But yes. anyway, and, should we, should we, do yeah, you have anything one, else to say or do you want to do the, questions? Let's do questions. The one thing I just want to say is that. Yeah, I'm just, I am super excited about it. And I'm just a little bit disappointed in the lag between the buy side and the sell side. Yes. And I think without COVID, I have to give Football Index a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here that without COVID, don't you think, Fig, they'd have wanted order books to launch in a more seamless manner where yeah. the buy orders and sell orders were tighter together? The fact we've had to wait four months and they've had to throw promos at it and loads of communication pieces, you know, I, I think that. It's been a little bit butchered and um, there's some clawing back and recovery to do, but that's the impact I think of COVID. I mean, we know they built buy side from scratch, don't we, within eight weeks. They said that on your podcast. So um, yeah, so the time lag has just been suboptimal, but hopefully they arrive and uh, we get cracking again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go on. While you get your questions up, okay. I'll go to plug the Patreon. So if you guys do want to join the Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash fig it's not fig it's fi guide forward slash fi guide to uh join a fast growing um fig community uh over 60 patrons there uh loads of people enjoying it three pound five pound eight pound and twelve pound tiers excluding vat but the vat uh numbers are now included on the page which is awesome so it means less people think i'm scamming them um yeah please do check it out even if you don't want to join just check it out see what's going on there um and also if you guys do want to join the athletic uh who are going to be a media source for football index the next coming season you can head over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig and that gets you 40 percent off your uh yearly subscription at about two pound 99 a month that's what it comes to panda yep anything you've bought recently yeah I bought it costs some, more than two pound 99 yeah i bought some batteries for a, a hand massager that i've got and I'm basically now going to buy one of the finest massage chairs in the UK and sit myself <laughs> in that. So basically, um, this little handheld device has got me going. And I'm thinking, actually, I'll just get a chair and I can sit in the chair to watch cricket. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so it's so almost like a gaming chair, but... Yeah, it's like really. a gaming chair, but it offers heat and massage and all sorts and tension release and not that sounds really sexual. Not not like a release like that, but you know, um migraines, headaches, massages the temples. It's a full on uh high quality massage chair. So for a long day of test cricket when I'm sitting there trading, you know, I need to be sitting in comfort. I did once have a lazy boy a chair, but um I'm gonna upgrade and get a massage chair. So <laughs> Good. Um, I've spent a lot of money on food. I'm easy out to help out things. So yeah. cheers, Richard. There we go. Yeah. Cheers. Um, I did nearly get in a f- fight with one of my friends though because oh, no. he refused to pay oh, your service. Violent side coming out again, is it? He refused to pay service, Panda. Why did he though? I don't know. Was it not it's good service? A- no, it was fine. Mm. It was fine. It was brilliant. They even okay. came over and like every time our glass were empty, filled it up with tap water. Wow. I hate so, that when you go to a restaurant. This is that sounds very good service, by the way. But when you go to a restaurant, they don't offer you a drink for ages. It yeah. pisses me off. And also in the US, even if it's not good service, if you don't tip, you really do get dirty looks. <laughs> you really do. You, they you really do. just despise you. Taxi drivers, waiters. Oh, 
um, anyone in hotels because, well, without the basic wage, right? Their their wages are too low, so they live off mm. the commission. But mm. Mm. anyway, um, right, uh, go on, you go first. Yeah. So, Panda, please, can you say this is a strange thing from James at Index underscore James? Can you say the word Kimmich? That's all I need. Your dulcet tones combined with the world's best player. Perfect. I mean. I've said it now, but hey, I'm pleased to see Kimmich winning a couple of times. I'm anti-Kimmich, but it doesn't matter. Good for the product, good for the wins. When I say anti, I think he's a decent buyer, but you know, I wondered if he could do better at that price. But do you know what? Lee B had a had a fantastic piece on Kimmich. Did he? Yeah, yeah, fantastic piece. So let's just hold that thought. All right, I'll listen to Sunday. But there you go. That's Index James. Your your question. Uh, got Jamie Cooper from the Facebook page. So if oh, you go over Jamie. to yeah. Facebook.com, the Coopster forward slash football index guide you can find the page uh, post on there yep. if you've got any questions and all that jazz do you predict an increase in customer attention once order books and nasdaq are fully integrated Ooh. and that the current state of the market is holding a lot of people back from depositing more and trading more good question Def- i like it good question definitely the current state of the market is holding people back from trading and it's holding me back and many of the people i talk to so definitely we're in a bit of a transition phase going from that 30 percent product to 70 percent finished product as you've alluded to fig um Customer retention, I think it will be helped. I think whenever order books were going to be launched, my honest impression is a lot of first invest, not first investors, sorry, that's the wrong word, but there are a lot of traders that were always going to leave and scarper and take their money because they only wanted to be in it when the platform was a startup and returns were exceedingly easy. And that's fine. And they still, I think, going to be relatively easy, but they were always going to run and obviously they'll try and bash it on the way out. Some of them. Um, so they, they're going to go, but it opens us up order books to a whole new client base of, of traders. And, you know, I know three people in particular that wouldn't join this without order books being in place because they didn't trust the business model. So we're going to get a huge replacement line of traders. I believe as long as it's, it's executed. Well, uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. Oh, um, go on your turn. Okay, uh, Fiat 500 Show Pony, one of my colleagues, a friend, announced <laughs> Panda's Urban Dictionary Corner. That's coming next week. Uh, also, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do from next week, figure for the urban fans out there, and a lot of people are saying, oh, teach me urban, teach me urban. I'm going to release an urban word of the week. So this week is going to be high key. So uh, did, do you know what high key is? I don't speak no. good. No. So high key is a way to describe something that you really want to emphasize. So like I could say, I high key can't wait for this day to end. Oh my God. Like so, so bad. It's this is not actually going to be like an every week thing. It, it could be if the fans want it. And I know the show pony wants it. And then he also <laughs> says, also, uh, Fig, don't tell me below the blow image doesn't strike terror into the very soul of the Figlet brand. Have you seen the image? I have seen it. It's you and him yeah. looking pretty intimidating in a car park. Me and him could start up a pirate podcast from a Tesco car park <laughs> and it could bury you. I'm pretty concerned actually because it seems to have like <laughs> it seems to gain a lot of traction and there seems to be quite a lot of planning going about it. So yeah, yeah. To be, to be, if I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't concerned. Yeah, okay. All right, over <laughs> to you. Um, Joe Stocker. Stoker? Joe from the facebook group uh, page he's the he's the number one facebook fig facebook page page fan mm, at the moment actually yeah. joe stoker Stoke shout out to him Stoke the- <laughs> if sancho wasn't on the platform who would panda put that money into oh that's a good question isn't it? i knew this would catch you off guard that's you you, you're not on the facebook page so you, no, you can't see i'm it. not on facebook um number one 
I wouldn't. I, I don't consider there to be anyone close to the quality of bet that Sancho is. So I wouldn't just take the money out of Sancho and put it into another player. What I would do is probably divide it up into seven or eight chunks, and I would spread that across Trent and Mbappe, uh, many others that we can talk about over the next few weeks if you like. You know, like Pulisic, Rainier. Um, you know, so I would allocate it across the different price points. I'd probably pick up some goalkeepers. Mm, so, yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, long one here from Gardner to you, FI Gardner. And it's a tricky one. We can work through it together, maybe. England have made it through to a World Cup final, he says. TV Land is tasked with creating the best possible lineup. So, we need to choose some people who are going to be on the, the broad, broadcasting panel. Presenter. Who's the best presenter? Um, Probably Lineker. Yeah, I think Lineker's a good presenter. Okay. And then in I'd studio. I'd probably refer him to James Richardson. Oh, Richardson. Okay. So, yeah, Lineker, just about. And yeah. then in studio pundits, we need two of these. I would have Owen Hargreaves. Yeah, good shout. Yeah. And I'll and let Hon- you pick the other. Oh. I like Honigstein, to be fair. Honigstein, I like. Michael Cox doesn't do TV, does he? No, um, he doesn't. I don't really like Julian Laurent's particularly. Um,. It wouldn't be any of the Sky Sports mob. I'm just trying to think BBC-wise. I might go Honigstein and uh, Hargreaves. I actually quite like Van Persie, even though he... Van Persie was good. He, he, you know what? When he left Arsenal, it actually felt like a breakup. Like it, it, yeah. It's the most emotionally pained I've ever been by a football event yeah. ever. It was horrible. I, t- I tell you who has become quite good and I've enjoyed. Mika Richards as a comedy character. Oh, and he's just got the best laugh in football. He's got a really he? infectious laugh and I think... Just laughs at fucking anything as well. You see, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like Ashley Cole as a pundit at all. Oh, he's fucking awful, isn't I he? think he's useless, but... Did you see the thing that... Um, was it Paul Lentz who said that... Uh, oh, he's he was talking about, <laughs> He was talking about the Man City statues that they're going to put up of David Silva. And he yeah. was like, oh, you don't... <laughs> So you don't put you don't see Arsenal having statues of Thierry Henry and Burkham outside the stadium when we literally do. <laughs> I know, I was going to say. Was it Paul Lentz? Was it Paul Lentz? Uh, it was Paul Lentz, wasn't it? It was Paul Lentz. I think he said we need scare. Oh, I don't know if Paul Lentz also said we need skulls and um, gigs outside of Old Trafford. <laughs> well, someone did this week. I'd probably go Honig, Stephen Hargreaves, but I quite like Mika Richards. So I'll go Mika Richards there. And then we need a mate, the last two to please the gardener. We need a main commentator and an assistant commentator. Oh, uh, big fan of Clive Tilsley. Yeah, to me, it's probably Tilsley. Or... Who's the guy that does some of the Champions League ones back in the day? Was it Alan Dorse? No. Um... Um, Sam Matterface has taken over Tilsley. Uh, we used to have David play Ron Atkinson. They were B. They were kind of a B B side. You know the the, the They were the colour guys doing the, the the. I do actually like Gary Neville. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I still think Andy Gray is the best. Yeah, I, I'd still go Tyler and Gray. Bring bring it back. Yeah, that'd be would. very questionable choices from you in the in 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 the, in the current world. In this environment, is, uh, I know. Panda. In this in this politically um, correct world, I, yeah, y- I don't you know can't really ignore their uh, their past infringements, can you? No, probably not. Especially now that they're just getting paid paid by a load of oil mm. barons, aren't they? In, uh, over mm. in BN Sports. So, um, um, okay. Uh, my turn, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, um. 
FI Headhunter, if you had to pick a FI five-side team to to leave for 12 months and win the most dividends, who would you pick and how much would they collectively win in a year? Oh, <laughs> That's from the Fig Discord. Stupid questions. He's just getting worse and worse, isn't he? He's getting worse and worse, this guy, and I'm such a fan of his. And he, I mean, eventually, <laughs> quick-fire questions. Ruining his own rep. The defenders would probably be Trent and um, Alfonso Day. No, that's a bit boring. Who could it be alongside Trent? I might go for Yusuf Hatal as an outsider. He's just changed to just a bit changed to a defender. Yeah. He'll probably be a forward in a couple of weeks, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll go Hatal and, and Trent and let you do okay. the field. Um, probably KDB. Um, yeah, yeah. Although I think people overhype his PB abilities. Mm, uh, or definitely his rate of return. Um, uh, and then not too sure. Hmm. Not too sure. I'm not too sure who else. I'd go, go two, two forwards. I'd go, yeah, we go two forwards. <laughs> Neymar and Messi. I'll go for Neymar and Messi. Yeah. 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 Um, um, this is me then. So this is two quick fire ones. Will, this is from Louis M. This is really for me, but I'll read it. Will Pan be announcing that he's sponsoring a local football club because Fig has. <laughs> well, I won't go against the mogul here. If anything, I will join forces with the mogul. I've been DM'd the list of pre-season fixtures. I'll be going, heading down to the club and I'll be, you know, taking, casting my eye over the talent and seeing what I can do there as a director of football. Because you, you, you're in uh, kind of like south of London, aren't you? Southwest of London. Yes. And they are a Crystal they Palace based team. Uh, Crystal Palace, which I, I know that area fairly well. I did a bit of work at uh, when I was back in my auditing elite financial service days, I visited Chartis or AIG, uh, which opposite East Croydon Station. So I know okay. that area quite well. So I will head down and probably watch the club. <laughs> watch the club. <laughs> um, um, so that's that. But I've got one more follow-up. Go on, you got G- one more. GPLO for you. Which team is better, Fig, Liverpool or Bayern? Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool easily. Also, are you expecting sale orders to create chaos on the index in the initial period? Uh, I don't think so because I think FI are going to limit how far okay. lower we can put the sell orders. Okay. okay. Um, Harwood Index. What is the greatest invention since sliced bread? Can you explain to me the expression? Because you know, Panda, I'm not very good with kind of sayings, idioms, mm. etc. Mm. Why do people say this is the greatest invention since sliced bread? I don't know. I'm going to write that down and have a little look at it because that's something <laughs> that interests me because I like to know that. That is the type of knowledge that I savour. Um... I'm just Googling it here. The common phrase, the best thing since sliced bread, way of hyping a new product or invention. Um, I don't know why. Sliced bread was first sold in 1921 under the name Wonder Bread, and the adverts for this new product said it was the greatest forward step made in the baking industry since bread was wrapped. (laughs) People thought this was funny, so they began to use the phrase, the best since sliced bread, to mean something that is really good. Fair enough. So 100 yeah. years in the making, that saying. 100 years in the making. Um, it's funny how idioms, like in this interesting, you know, little linguistic quirk that we have in the English language, slang words don't necessarily tend to stay around for a long time. So the word cool, right? It was made in like uh, mm. the US during like mm. the kind of up trendy jazz era. And that's mm. the longest serving slang word that we've got in the english language since then nothing else mm. has ever come close to being that but idioms they seem to they stay seem around to love, a long, long they love the test of time don't they yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i'll tell you what's dying out maybe it's because they don't live there anymore cockney rhyming slang i mean do you hear much yeah no no no, no do you don't. know any of it you know like the apples uh, and pears, apples and... And pears um yeah. don't know anymore to be fair that's the most common one isn't it there are many others but um <sighs> fi run fat boy run 
How do you think sell orders are going to affect the current listed players? Do you think FI will suspend buying so people can switch their listed players to a sell so price? Answer, answer that again. I was choosing? just thinking of Gregory, Gregory Peck, Nick. I was just going through a whole list of Cockney Ryman's lines. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I wasn't even listening. I How do you think thinking, sell orders are going right. to affect the current listed players? Do, do you think that? FI will suspend buying so people can switch their listed players to a sell price of their choosing? Yeah, I'd expect something fairly similar to what we saw on the buy side. So when that... We had, did we have a market suspension? I can't remember. I think we did. And then when it was released and reset, quite a lot of people cancelled their queues and got involved on, you know, instant selling and that part of the buy side. So cut a long story short, I think that we'll just see a, 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 a delisting, I'd expect. Very similar to when the buy side launched. Mm. Um, Tony Graham here for you, who I lost a charity bet to. It's quite a shrewd character. Which player plagued by injuries or off-the-field issues, could have had the best career or had the most potential before their issues? Oh, that's such a question, question, isn't it? I'll tell you who jumps to my mind, unless you've got anyone, because if not, I'll give you thinking time. Go on. Uh, Patrick Cliver, I really enjoyed watching. And then he had a car crash, and I don't know if he was ever the same. Mm. When he was at uh, Barca, I think he had the car crash. Yeah. Very young, he was 17 or 18. But Mm. what about yourself? Um... Very tricky, this. Ravel Morrison. I think he looked really, really I, I, good. Yeah, I, I think that's a tough I, week. I, I don't, it's hard, because, it's you know, hard though. It's hard. You could argue someone like Ronaldinho, who got... <sighs> but that doesn't a... count, though. He won a Champions League. We're talk- I, I'm talking yeah, like, yeah. you know, we're talking the Ravel Morrisons here rather than Clive Ertz, I think. Oh, are we? I think so. But then how do we even know he was that good? I mean, so many players have been talented at that age and never done Yeah, anything. but Ronaldinho had three years where he was the best player in yes, the world. Yes, of by course. Like a but what could he have been? You know, you could argue this question could be more... Doesn't what? Well, what then we could say Ronaldo been? 9 then. Yeah, that's a good one. You know? You know, right. if he wouldn't have had his cruciate and the injury oh. problems, he could have been... Yeah, that's that's probably a good one. Oh, or, no, even, or even if he had his cruciates in a modern game where... You know, a cruise ship doesn't end your career these days. Yeah, that's probably a good one. I mean, I, I loved Raquel May, and I was questioning mm. why he couldn't make it out of Villa, Villarreal. And yeah. Talent-wise, he was just a joy to watch, but mentally. But again, I don't think that's off the field or attitude. I think maybe that's just wanting to be a big fish in a small pond, a bit like the Letizia mm. type of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or do we go even more left field and say someone like a Burkamp because he didn't want to fly? <laughs> No, who I'm was joking. that guy um that wild card in brazil uh was it edmund edmundson he was an absolute nutter so many red cards i think it was edmundson but i don't know how good he was i saw him play for palmeiras versus united in a super club world cup but um i think that was his name and yeah i think it was him but anyway uh me isn't it so football index tw says nwo or dx which is a wrestling question for me I think I prefer DX, but I'm just watching. This is Football Index TW, YouTube, old school wrestling. They do critiques of old pay-per-views. Brilliant. And I realised recently how dominant the NWO were and how WCW kind of dominated once they kicked off on the Monday Night Wars. So NWO probably bigger. And then FI and Tonic for you, Fig. If you could go on a date with one player over 21, who would it be and why? A date. Yeah, I mean, romantic date, you probably have to use a, a female footballer, won't you? I don't know what your preference is. I don't is. really have a great knowledge of female football, to be honest with you. Shall I give you one? Hope Solo. Google her. Yeah, and do you know who else is a really, really good-looking girl? Um, Rob Holdings, ex-girlfriend. Is she a footballer? Yeah. 
but I don't oh, remember right. her name. Okay. Do you know Hope Solo had some... I didn't look at them because I wouldn't do that, but had some uh, leaked... You know when celebrities <laughs> went through that period where they were getting their eyes yeah, hacked? just completely hacked everywhere. Um, Hope Solo was one of those, I believe. Oh, yeah. Quite sad. Yeah, I, d- I just that's... heard but word of mouth. I didn't... Um... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm Maybe sure that's I'm... not what you've been doing in the letter room. <laughs> in the letter, well, with my wax. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Sam Richards, great news on the advertising today. What are both your thoughts on Football Index announcing something along the lines of, we are looking at a share split in 2021 with the big advertising campaign we plan to deliver. Core dividends will be reviewed in due course on the growth of the market due to COVID. We can't fully commit yet. And he, then think... he goes in brackets, yeah. sorry, got... characters. Oh, okay. Uh, apology accepted, Sam. I, I, you know, I agree with this. I think that maybe they're not the exact words I would have used, but I think with better communications, this little predicament we're in could have been avoided. I think absolutely it would have gone down better if they'd have said, look, you know, we, because of X and Y, COVID, even if not COVID, you had to get out of jail card there. This mm. is going to see us through. We're going to see that as a base offer for frequent promos, um, we're going to look to maybe think about a share split next year. The wording, Sam's overall point, the wording could have got this place to absolutely yeah. rock it. And, and I, I agree. And I think you. that do, was do a lot think? of, that was a lot of Lee's comments as well. Uh, so definitely so check that if out. If Lee and Sam are in the, uh, in the same ballpark, it's not a bad place to be, is it? No. Can I, Probably a quick one here from, go on. quick one here from Tom Fennell. He's also from the, the Fig Discord. Yeah. Uh, blood dividends or corruption dividends. Can you explain to me what these are? Because I think SOTD is the one who coined the phrase <laughs> blood dividends. No, but every time I ask him what they are, are you he s- never are you, answers me. Do you know a Twitter account called GMK? Yes. Yes. Well, GMK, I'm led to believe, um, has called has coined the term blood dividends as he believes that the whole media is corrupt and <laughs> it's all about Manchester United. And... There was also an issue that the media were racist because they oh. weren't picking up Mane. And then I think someone okay. said to him, well, hang on, aren't, aren't the front three of Manchester United uh, like mixed race? Isn't Sancho mixed race? Um, and I'm not sure really what the answer was to that. But the point being, I think he believes the media is totally corrupt. So that if you're <laughs> winning media dividends on Football Index, um, you're picking up blood dividends. <laughs> I'm going to use that for now. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh my words! <sighs> so I need uh, to, I need to get branded fig, like tin hats, don't I? Oh uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's a lot of them that hang out on that other platform. <laughs> the, that that type of character. Um, yeah. Right. Um, oh, I was going to tell you a story about that, but I won't do that. <laughs> Bobby, I can one day. Uh, Bobby Axelrod, this is for you. Unless you've got another question, but he says since the goalkeeper announcement. Have either of you bought any? Don't need to name. Don't need to name any names. Yes, so Bobby, you bought some goalkeepers. Yes, yeah. but not since I not not ones that I want to hold for long. Right, like I am right. actually selling the two goalkeepers that I currently own. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah I, I, I tweeted this today, so I'll just kind of copy what I said. Really, I think there's some good value out there. I'm not an expert in the goalkeeping area. I had a choice of selling Mbappe um, before he got his ankle injury, and I missed that slot, and that was the decision I had to make. Did I want to sell some Mbappe for some goalkeepers? I decided not to. Maybe the wrong decision, maybe not. But I decided to let goalkeepers be the kind of alpha focus and let people chase those and dump other players. And I'd be the one picking up the other players, which in essence is the beauty of the platform. You know, it's like, you know, you do, there is never one such area you have to buy. Um, but I do think they offer good value and good luck to all of those. And nice to see some goalkeeper buys going through. But mm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any. Rob C here, his index cheeser, who's formerly Rob Cheese, right? Yeah, one of my favourite guests on your Sunday show. 
Have you read his um, bio? Yeah, I did. FI and football. Yep. Brackets Watford FC. Views yep. mostly nicked from FI Benman, Sigmund yep. Freund or Panda. Fig mm. isn't 5'10", mm. no matter what he says, no. which yeah. I think is really rude, actually. You're closer to 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. I mean, I tell <laughs> when we meet and uh, I don't know where this has come from. This, 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 this the thing is, you would only tire above me if I was 5'5". Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> even, even if I have a quiff. Oh, <laughs> not gonna happen um a wildlife one yeah, as it's been on. a while many credible conservationists yes. are now and you should definitely follow rob by the way uh, at index cheesus yeah please do c-h-e-e-s-u-s many credible conservationists are now arguing that pandas are in an evolutionary cul-de-sac and take up disproportionate mm. conservation resource to keep alive yeah. do you agree it's time to let the panda go extinct yeah, absolutely not. I mean, you know, the beauty of being a master geneticist like I am, and I, you know, trained to try and... I tried to make a heat, uh, a tomato crop more heat-tolerant thing and grow it in hot climates. <laughs> you did I, I did. I did for my final year project in a long time ago. I was a superstar biology graduate, and I focused on genetically manipulating the tomato crop, changing the heat shock promoter region. You'll get. I'll get back up from the fans on this. And I was trying to make it more heat tolerant to solve the global food crisis. Now, the panda, what we can do with those genes, it's, it, you know, it, it's an incredible creature. So I wouldn't like to see it uh, go extinct. No, I think that's quite cruel of Rob, actually. Hmm. You know, for someone of his ilk. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not happy with that. So that's a muting for a week. I mean, he's trying to bait <laughs> me there with that question. He really has. I've got another <laughs> one in front of me, a better hey, one on. from FI Headhunter this go time. On. From the Fig Discord. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold has f- three first names in his name. Yep. Can you think yep. of any more footballers that have three or more? Oh, I can. I can think of Jan Arga Fjortoft. And yep. the reason I think about him is because I've been listening to this clown go. He's lost, not a clown, sorry, but he's going around all these football shows talking about Sancho and Havertz. And he's lost his mind. You know, he, like, he keeps contradicting himself. Going back. He, I don't think he knows what's happening with them. So Jan Arga, Jan Arga Fjortoft for me. The ex-Swindon superstar. Sean Wright Phillips, does that oh, count? That's a cracker. That's Bradley Light Wright Phillips. <laughs> oh, you, you're absolutely schooling me. Callum Hudson Adoy. Oh, crikey. Erling Braut Harland. Have you researched this? No, genuinely off the top of my head. I think there's quite a few. I think this is a really shit question from Headhunter again. This is his second. Why are we giving this guy airtime <laughs> when he asks such mundane, stupid questions? <laughs> Just mute him for next week. I'm <laughs> going to mute him for a week, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, this is last couple then I guess we can do. Genesis asks about goalkeepers, but we've answered that. Um, FPL XI says, Fig, will we see another share split before the Euros? No. Oh, I say yes. Okay. okay. And then SOTD says, can you name three players, this is quite a good one, under £2.50 market buy price, who you think may well do, who you who may do well on media madness dividends over the next three weeks. Abamyang. I would need to bring the market up. Abamyang. Okay. He's either going to sign a contract or he's going to leave. So I reckon you've got two to three so days. So for those of you there. out there listening, media madness begins next Monday officially, yeah. and it's nineteen days straight of five place media and eight p a day. It, there are fortunes to be made. Um, so I, I reckon I reckon he's going to win a couple of those days, maybe. Because okay. if he signs a new contract, he's winning on that day and probably the day after or placing the day after. And if he doesn't sign a new contract, then, you know, there you are. So there's one. Okay, okay. 
Ähm, mh, Neymar? Nein. Under £2.50. <lacht> I forgot about I mean, that. When you, when you joined the platform, maybe. <lacht> um, yeah, before PB, he was quite cheap. Um, oh, I bet he was, yeah. What about Gabriel Malignagin, the guy that, yeah, from Lille that Arsenal yeah, trying to buy? Yeah, as long as he doesn't kick off quick enough, I think that's a decent shout. I was going to suggest, will side Ben Rama leave Brentford? Oh, or is he going to stay That's a rogue one, isn't it? He's going to leave. He's going to leave according to Index B, who I had on my, on my podcast. Okay, so, um, so Ben Rama at £2.04 could pick up uh, a, a, a splattering of media dividends. Um, Aubameyang, you've gone for. Mm-hmm. And the last one we need to find. I might go for PB Man's favourite, who he's had since day one and hasn't made a penny on. He won't, oh, he won't mind me saying that. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do, but I don't yeah. think he's going to win any. You don't think he's going to come to the Premier League? No, no. Oh, Leon Bailey. For yeah, I don't um, think he will. Okay. I don't know who else there is. Um, Zaha, I don't know. Like it's. I mean, I think you might that, have there has to be a surprise, right? Oh, it's going to be. So, it's going to be a new name. What about Thomas Party? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I keep 40, linking 40, Arsenal 40, players, but the forty to forty-five million makes a lot of sense for anyone. To, I think he's an absolute oh, baller, brilliant, brilliant footballer, but. Potentially him, maybe one of the goalkeepers at United, depending on who starts in pre-season, how they look. You know, mm. Henderson, who's just signed a new contract. Mm. Mm. How is media looking today? Let me have a quick check. Oh, Sancho's got a healthy lead. <laughs> All right, FI Bull, Fig, following your pizza rant this week. What was my pizza rant? What was the pizza rant you went on? Maybe on my personal account, I talked about how um, oh, did you? Over, over-hyped uh, Franco Manca is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your favourite pizza toppings? Who, mine? Um, Give me three. Chicken, uh, red peppers, and maybe jalapenos. Mm. I think two of mine are definitely red onions and black olives. Yeah. And then I'm quite a fan of, like, crushed chilies. I tell you, he eats a lot of pizza like in butler, doesn't he? Does he? I think he does. He's he was looking very slim, actually. Has he lost a lot of weight? Yeah, he's, he's, he's been doing a bloody house. Lots of running. Oh, okay. okay. Lots of running he's been doing. He's, he's, he's slimmed down. The size of a bloody house. <laughs> <laughs> last question. Big man bets. From This is the last one for me to you. If we're saying that a large amount of players are still undervalued as per the current dividend structure, and I believe that personally, then why such an outcry when the new dividend table is released? This is kind of linked to the question I put to Lee B. So you may just want to wait for that. Yes, I think so. We'll did, pass did, that did, one. Did you yes, ask? we did. We okay, did. fine. So let, I'd advise you to listen to Lee B on that, who is, um, yeah. A far more astute shrew- man. A shrewder mind than myself. Well, in some ways. I'm not going to go all the way, actually. No. <laughs> he did actually give you a compliment. Did he really? But not not by name. He just said, uh, he well, kind of just, because really we, we, we were talking about professional gamblers. Right. And he, he said that it takes, you know, far more skill to do something like that than probably what i'm doing so i think he was referring to yourself so yeah i think there's a mutual admiration between us i mean i'm a big fan he's never said that to me but i'd like i hope he is uh, we'll find out sunday uh old man fi here <laughs> yeah. when do you when do you both think uh the market will begin to shift positively again the last month or so has been quite boring if i'm honest very little it has, action yeah. and it's taken some fun up the product is it simply yeah, dependent I'm, on the order book implementation yeah that's a really valid point i, I think Sell orders is my answer. I think we've said that for a few weeks, haven't we, together, mate? You know, we said September, mid-September, end of September is going to be the key 
the key period. And I think we're going to see lift off again and capital moving around and a dynamic platform, but it's very lopsided. And I think we could have survived lopsided for two months. I think we could have survived it if comms were better. I think we could have survived it better if dividends, they had many outs. And yeah. sadly, they seem to mess up every single option. So um, I, I think September. I've got four quality questions in front of me, so I'm going to have to ask them all, I think. Go on, I don't mind. I'm not going to get away this week. Football economist, top four and bottom three of the Premier League next season. Top four. Manchester City, I believe, uh, will you wrestle think the title win it? back. I think they'll wrestle the title back from Liverpool. So I think City and Liverpool, absolutely neck and neck, two phenomenal clubs. United, it really does depend on Sancho. I think United with Sancho will be third. If not, it'll be Chelsea and then vice versa in fourth yeah. position. I think I Arsenal are buying very shrewdly. I hate to say it, but Saliba, <laughs> Gabriel, I'm looking at William, Pepe and Aubameyang in the front three. Midfield balance, Tierney I quite like. So Tierney's quality, yeah. I wrote the club off and said they were finished, but you know what? Maybe <laughs> I was being a bit stupid and I think they've bought quite well. So I think that Arsenal are capable of fifth. But I think there'll be a big gap between fourth and fifth, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, and then sixth place, I don't really buy Leicester. I think they've been found out. Wolves, I still really like, but I don't know if they're going to strengthen. So between Wolves and Leicester, it's quite boring. Spurs as well. <sighs> Spurs, I just I just don't know about Jose. And they well, did end the season well, to be fair. They did end the season well. And if you can get in a few players, if you can get them playing for him and get them happy and Kane can stay fit, of course they're capable, but... I just worry the game's passed him a by, by a little bit. Mm. And, it'll, you know, even if they start well, it won't take a lot for it to soon turn negative at the club. And then he starts wrestling and creating distractions. And it, it can become quite a toxic environment to play football. Yeah. Can I ask a really random side note? Have you been watching the playoffs? Basketball playoffs? No, I haven't, no. Ah, okay. No, no. Okay. Good. I've only been watching the highlights, but yeah, no, it looks pretty interesting. Um, we've got one from FI. No, Cole. Go on, you do, do the bottom three. Don't. Oh, do, bottom three. Oh, three. yeah. You do, you do the bottom three. Um, I think Fulham will go down, straight down. Do you really? Yeah. Crikey. Um, Fulham will go straight down. I think if Greedish leaves Villa, they'll probably go down. Hmm. Who else? I, I, uh, I don't Very know. Very you know. I would probably. It's boring and it's probably in line with the bookies, but I would agree with you on Villa and uh, Fulham and probably West Brom. Yeah, I, I was going to say West I'm Brom. Just thinking, who I just look at the other teams there and I just think, you know, Southampton, I think their coach is too good. West Ham aren't going to go down. Leeds are probably going to spend decent money. Yeah, Brighton are well managed by the professional gambling. Yeah, Newcastle uh, seem to just stay up every year through a clean sheet here and there. Palace aren't going to go down. They're, they're no, a decent well, outfit. Pa- Palace could if Zaha goes. Yeah, but he didn't do that well for them this season. No, he didn't actually, to be fair. No, it's a bit of a cliched comment. Though. It's a bit of a cool <laughs> comment from me. Uh, Burnley, Sean Dyche, got nah. too much respect for. Just keeps them up every year. And Sheffield United are so well coached, aren't they? Yeah. Um, okay, so Cole, Panda, are you considering elocution classes in order to prolong <laughs> your podcast career? I'm, that's an insult to even ask me that. What's he trying to say there? Maybe I talk with some colloquial language, but that never stopped me from being an elite financier in the city and from running this podcast. So on your bike. <laughs> running... 
I'm not, I'm not answering that bloody question. Oh, fine. I'll right. move on to the next one. Yeah. Footy Index JB. If football yes. ever has an all-star game, like they do in the NBA NFL, oh. who would be in your starting lineup for Team Europe and the rest yeah. of the world? Bloody uh, do you hell. know what we could do, Fig, if you, don't, if you want to do a bit of homework? We could write down our teams. And... For next game, for next yeah. episode. Yeah. Let's do Yeah, that. right. Let's do that. What, what, who, what do you want me to... Shall I toss a coin here to see who... Who does who do? We pick? Yeah, go on. Uh... Bollocks. You don't have a coin handy, do you? No, what I do is I'll, I shall spin this. Right, on what side? <laughs> okay, you're the rest of the world. <laughs> All right, easy so, wins then. I am um, Europe, uh, and we shall. Wait, let's play a four-three-three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we shall pit our teams else. against each other next week. Yeah. Okay. Fi understudy. When Sancho hits twenty pounds, will Panda consider an FI community garden party, Hawaiian shirts mandatory, yep. for his supporters slash for people who ask the best podcast questions? Quest, uh, brackets. I appreciate that now precludes me. Mm. Figures Butler, of course, might still be before the next FI trader meetup. What I will do when Sancho reaches twenty, and maybe that's next summer now. <laughs> um, I will I will hire a venue with you in London and we will have a party for the fans and I will sign t-shirts, caps, mugs and everything. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be a, a jolly festival and it'll be yeah, colourful shirts, Hawaiian shirts, crisp white shorts or white um, trousers and we'll have a merry time. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds mm. great. That's all we've got time for, I reckon. Yes, pleasure. An hour, 10 minutes of pleasure as always. Um, where can people find out more about you? At sporting underscore panda. Although apologies, I've been off social media for the last couple of weeks and probably will have one more week of vacation. Oh, no, 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 no. We need to ask the best question of the day. Oh, go on. FI Lambings, who is the greatest footballer that you're taller than? <sighs> See, I Lan- can say Lionel Messi. Yeah, I can probably say <laughs> for my stature, Oliver Beerhoff. But you can't. <laughs> no, I can say probably Oliver Beerhoff. Okay. Or Jan Koller. Did you see my comment there? What comment? Uh, I said. Oh, I did see. Yeah, but... Sporting Panda's options look limited to Everton's Bernard. Yeah, maybe it was like two, five four. Yeah, uh, maybe two of them put on top of each other. Maybe two Bernards playing on each other's shoulders. Um, so yeah, Yankovic, <sighs> six foot seven giant. <laughs> All right, thanks very much for joining me as usual, thank mate. You, Fig. Thank Absolute you, Fig. Pleasure. pleasure to talk to you pleasure as always have a lovely thank week you too thank you everyone for listening i hope you guys have a great day uh remember football index is a gambling platform uh, only bet we can afford to lose thank you all for your questions we do really appreciate them all coming in we obviously can't get them through them all uh every single week but uh, no matter that we we do try our best but please keep putting them in thank you very much everyone have a great day 